What's up? I'm Sarah the Rebel. And I'm Tamara Brooks, aka Misfits Tamara. And this is Women Wrestling Friends. This is a podcast where I talk about wrestling with my gal pals. And today's episode is all about a bunch of gal pals because we are doing a special review of Glow. The new series from Netflix. And this show, because it is a special episode, is sponsored by thefanspodcast.com. Please give them a visit and also give them a follow on the fans podcast. Like fan, like we, we need a fan in here because it's hot. The fans. Fans. Podcast. Podcast. You got it. Uh, so for anyone who's been living under a rock, let's tell them what, what Glow is about. Well, Glow is a new Netflix series that is based on... Uh, loosely based on these, the story of uh, this women's wrestling show that mm-hmm. happened in the late 80s, mm-hmm. uh, also titled Glow. Um, Which is very confusing. Extremely, apparently. Yeah, because there's Glow, the actual show from the right. 80s, and then, there's Glow, the Netflix series, and there's Glow, the documentary. Yeah, so it's... But look for Alison Brie. Because she that, will guide you. She will guide you. Uh, so she's the one of the stars. She stars as Ruth Wilder. Um, mm-hmm. So she's an out-of-work actress living in L.A. who gets this opening call for a... Uh, unconventional acting project. That is not porn. That is not porn. She was excited to find out. Specifically. Uh, mm-hmm. That turns out to be Glow. Um, and uh, Mark Maron. Uh, Maron. Maron. Mark I will Maron. call him a Maron. Oh, it's, sorry, it's, sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's every time when I look at his name, I always want to say it wrong. Because it's just spelled all. Yeah. That's like mayonnaise. I read it from the jar and I'm like mayonnaise. Yeah. It's definitely mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Uh, Mark Maronese. Mark Mayonnaise. Yeah. He's in the show. He's Trust the show. us. Uh, <laughs> he, he plays Sam, who is mm-hmm. the director, Sam Sylvia, who is a washed up uh, director of uh, sort of uh, deep, schlocky kind of 70s yeah, films. Yeah, blood um, and shit. Mm-hmm. But have greater meaning. Uh, and so he's basically going to try and lead everyone to fortune and fame. Right. And the series was created by Carly Minch and Liz Flahive. No, Flahive? Flahivi? Why all these people got to have crazy ass names? Flahive. Uh, and the executive producers, Genji Cohan and Tara Herman. Now, uh, we're going to talk about that a little more, but there you go. You have the setup, the basic mm-hmm. premise. What we're going to do now is we're going to give you our overall thoughts on the show. Yes. And then we're going to take a little bit of a deep dive through each of the episodes and then have some final thoughts for you guys. So put on your spandex and glitter and let's just take a leap off the turnbuckle. Um, first of all, first and foremost, before we say anything else, we are both so happy that this show is made. Absolutely. Uh, it's a lot of women behind the scenes, a lot of women directors on, I think almost all women directors. Yeah, it was definitely majority. Definitely majority, mostly women writers. So that's really cool because it's a story about women and their struggles during this period piece. Right. Um, and it's also based on GLOW, which, uh, you know, every once in a while kind of gets pushed back a little bit into pop culture, but now it's like really there. Um, right, so Glow, again, is, was a wrestling show, all women, um, mm-hmm. and it it's kind of not really shown in this show that much until the last episode, but Tamara, you grew up watching it. I did. Um, as a kid, it came on, I think, like, after cartoons or whatever, because it was syndicated, so mm-hmm. it came on random times, depending on where you lived, so after the last cartoon came on, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling came on, and they were there rapping their intro, and we were like, hmm. Tell me more of this. So we were, I'm intrigued. Hmm, intrigued. Go on. <laughs> so yeah, so it was really kind of interesting uh, for me too because I, I, I kind of figured out who was who mm-hmm. based on who because I remember from when I was a kid uh, because I have a memory like that. Uh, so when you were watching the show as a kid, what like how would you have described the show? Like what did you like about Glow? I liked that it was 
I mean, uh, you know, clearly all women. And, and because they were, you know, they were doing wrestling moves and doing, being powerful and things like that. It was, I did notice as a kid, it was a little stereotypical. Uh, but what do we mean by stereotypical? We mean like if you were uh, Middle Eastern looking, you were playing a terrorist. If you were a black woman, you were playing some black exploitation mess. Yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. So that and even but even like the 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 white people had the white women had uh, those things too. It was like Susie the farmer's daughter and the cheerleaders and uh, the, Susie the farmer's daughter was real dumb. It's basically like a hee haw thing, like her whole her whole deal. So it's like a lot of like kind of vague stereotypes. Like one of the Italian girls is Tina Ferrari. You know, like it's, it's it was all very. I mean, but it's like wrestling, like eighties wrestling or. You know, kind of wrestling now um there is some wrestling of that does rely on stereotypes yeah it's their shortcuts um mm-hmm. and so yeah so i but you know a lot of, seeing that it was all women doing these matches i wouldn't have to like because i watched regular wrestling too and there are times where you would never see a woman's match at all um i don't i don't i don't remember seeing them that much as a kid right um, and most of the time the women were the valets, so they didn't get to do that much except for like interfere with matches. So being able to see them actually wrestle. And then it, Glow was, did it hit a popularity point mm-hmm. where they were then, uh, going into other series. So there'd be like sitcoms where the, some of the, right. Like I think, there. uh, what's that one with Al Bundy? Oh, Married with Children. Married with Children. Yeah. There's Married with Children. They were on like Hollywood Square, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. Like, so it, they really did become a cultural phenomenon at one point. Um, so yeah, so it was really like, I was really excited to see kind of what they would do on this. Cause I know there was a lot of drama in the backstage area, but just being able to see kind of at least a dramatization of that whole journey, it was really interesting to me. So I've actually recently went to a show that is sort of the modern torchbearer of GLOW, WOW Women of Wrestling. Uh, this will be up on my YouTube channel as well. If you go in my YouTube channel and look for a video, I, I did some clips. They even have the wrapping. Mm-hmm still at the beginning of the show it's all women and they're these larger than life characters and a lot of stereotypes and um it was a great show and it was very different for me because i didn't grow up with glow i was a little too young uh and i grew up in the era where you like you said had to search and hope and pray for the women wrestling matches and then now I'm, i get to at least have two a week you could do better wwe but it's fine uh so going to the three hours of broadcast just saying Anyways, got all that time so much time um, so going to the WOW Women of Wrestling show was really fun for me because I just got to watch women being badasses. I ran into my favorite gimmick of all time. It's this lady dressed as a lawyer oh. who's, she's a manager and her gimmick is she's the greatest lawyer of all time. And she's this Latina woman and she plays that shit so perfectly that I'm like, I want to hire this woman as my lawyer. And I just, it was so beautiful to me to get to see that because I wouldn't see it anywhere else. So, um... Bottom line for all of this is you should, if you can, go back and watch GLOW. Definitely watch the GLOW documentary. And if you can support WOW Women of Wrestling uh, or Chikara or Shimmer Wrestling, um, go to shows that are, are AWS The a few weeks ago did an all-women wrestling match. It was so great. Anytime you can support women's wrestling, please do. Is good. Very good. It's very good. Yes. <laughs> uh, va- va- what's her name Zoya. again? Zaya. The destroyer. I keep being like Vanya the Vaganya. I don't know. It's not her. No. Uh, so first and foremost, let's talk about the bits and pieces that make a show great. Sound design, mm-hmm. uh, costuming, all this sort of thing. So uh, the thing that I noticed was the costumes were very time accurate for the 80s. Yes. Makeup, hair, all mm-hmm. that looked great. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, the, the, the high weight, the wastedness Some of the jeans. Some granny panties, too. The pan- yeah, yeah, like, everything was very much like, yes, this is the 80s. This is, and not like that, that sort of glamorized or like, you know, just, no, this was like straight up, like, you know, weird triangle bras, yep. like the whole, the whole, the whole, whole night. whole night. Um, good hair, good makeup when mm-hmm. there was makeup, uh, you know. The lighting was also mm-hmm. great, helped kind of show that off. Yeah, you know, even down to like the cars and the way that mm-hmm. they were like, you know, like they had a range of vaguely modern mid mid eighties and then like them seventies hoopties. Right. Like it just was a good just everything was real good about that. Um I also appreciated I mean, you know, basic acting stuff. Everybody on the show is a great actor. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have to worry about like cringing through a scene for for the acting. For the acting. Uh and um, you know, the directing was solid too like yeah. I didn't really have any problems with the directing there were some moments where I wish the directing had been a little more uh, up close and mm. personal kind of more in the wrestling style but nothing nothing too big sound was great I do think they chose some pretty stereotypical songs most of the time though yeah the only two that got me hype were in one of the episodes there was the when the, sh- we'll talk about it more but when the punk girl gets her moment they yeah. played some punk music yeah and then the very last episode they played Pat Benatar yeah. Who I think is perfect for a finale battle between women, by the way. True. Uh, Pat Benatar is perfect for any occasion. We're running with the shadows of the night. Okay, hello. So I just, no, it's okay. You, sometimes it just, it comes Pat out. Benatar Pat Benatar just. Benatar just um, yeah, so I, I think that, I like the music overall. It would be interesting to see what an entire playlist would look like from it. So, like, any of the alternates per an episode or things like that to see how, how that would have worked. Um, but, you know, I think it was a good mix of unconventional choices and hits that you would expect to be in the show. From so, the I, yeah, so I, I, I appreciated, you know, the, the soundtrack. Yeah, I, li- I like a good 80s song. Me too. Yeah. So now that we've said all these wonderful things about the show, let's answer the question that's been on your mind. Everyone else loves this show. Do we love this show? Survey says, no. <laughs> We didn't like the show. Uh, I didn't hate it. Uh, okay, so this is I hated it. <laughs> so this this is the thing. I was expecting much more of the journey of the physicality of the wrestling, mm-hmm. and this was uh, like straight up a character study. Which I don't have a problem with character studies. I just it just wasn't it, the balance wasn't there for me. Yeah, and and usually when you do character studies, a lot of it has they have challenging characters so basically which basically means unlikable like so, ruth who i don't like yeah it was really hard to rally behind ruth and they they gave her some moments where she was kind of pulling through but largely she was vaguely self-absorbed and so it vaguely was, incredibly said, self-absorbed uh, yeah. narcissistic well, t- I'm gonna talk more about it yeah. in my turn. My bad. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, it's okay. So it was it was hard to get behind her, and then um, you know, Debbie. Yeah, Debbie. Uh, she also got to be unlikable, and then Melrose. I expected her to get her ass beat a couple of times. That did not happen. Um, and even even towards the end, where she was less terrible, you never got to see the turn that made her less terrible. This show definitely lacked payoffs. It had ideas, it would float them past you, but it didn't feel like it committed to a lot. Yeah, and I don't know if it was the formatting because they're not quite hour longs. Like, hour longs are usually like 45 minutes. These were like 38 um, or something like that. So it's a little bit longer than a standard sitcom. 
runtime, but shorter than an actual like drama. So it was right. like this weird in between uh, period. Maybe that's kind of what led to the pacing issues and to some threads that they maybe dropped because they yeah. didn't have time for it. It was just like what what was supposed to happen with this? Um, this I I was watching it and I was like, why do I hate this? Mm-hmm. Why do I hate everything about it? And I realized it's as I was watching it, I was like, this feels like. They took the idea that a res- wrestling is about a soap opera, and they decided to make a show that was a soap opera, mm-hmm. but not good enough to be a soap opera. And I don't mean not good enough like it was a bad show. I mean, like, they didn't commit... Again, I feel like this show had a problem with commitment. They didn't commit fully to a soap opera. It was still more of a character yeah. study. It was also an 80s movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like, to me, the vibe I got was, this was not written by people who love wrestling. It didn't feel to me that this was a show concocted by people who love to watch wrestling because it was missing the wrestling aspect of it. It felt more like, hey, this is such a cool idea and I want to get to know the women behind this. Okay, well, I didn't. You showed me advertisements full of women in spandex with glitter on their eyes and cool neon lighting. Mm -hmm. Go go back and look at every poster, every ad, all the gifts. They made the show look like it was going to be something that it wasn't. Yeah, At I mean, all. and and I think and I get what they were doing thematically from not so much wrestling and a lot of character stuff to kind of taking it the opposite, where the final episode was mostly wrestling because it's this character journey thing. And so, like, I like I get it, but I also feel like it would have been much better if they took a lot of the issues that they were exploring outside of the ring and found a physical way of doing it. So. Ruth feeling like she's a failure, not just because of the character act, acting part, because they really got into that. Like, oh, I can't find a character. I don't know myself, blah, 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 blah. Could you at least show her also, like, failing at doing some, like, pull-ups on those, those like, parallel bars? Because, like, she, and not the parallel, the rings, like, late, like, there's the one That was point, hella impressive. Yeah, there's one, I think it's, like, the sixth episode or something where Alison Brie is doing those pull-ups on the boat, but that shit is hard. You know how hard that is? I'm training as a wrestler, and I can't do three of those. It's hard. Fun facts. Yeah. So, so to me, it's like I, I'm seeing glimpses of the fact that these women really did train and really did get all this stuff out, and I wasn't getting to see that on screen, and I felt a little cheated. I did. I did, um, So Yeah, so I, I just... And I watched the documentary, and they showed more of it in the documentary, and the documentary somehow managed to have more of the glitz and glam that I wanted to see, you know, the way the lights would shine mm-hmm. and everything, and that's a documentary, so that's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, I also, I guess I just don't get the focus on Sam Sylvia, the main, the main guy character. So much about the show was seen through the lens of how it interacted with him Mm -hmm. and him and his struggles with his his sadness and his loneliness and his wanting to have sex and him being an asshole. Mm -hmm. Uh, and moments in the show that I felt would have been better served by being between the women would be between him and the women. Yeah. Uh, him and Rhonda, him and Justine, I think her name was, mm-hmm. him and Ruth, him and Debbie. It was so, him and, um, what was, what was her name? Uh, Cherry. Cherry. Mm-hmm. It, it was so much him to them. Yeah. And in a show with an ensemble cast of interesting women, you really could have spent more time on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk more in specific episodes where I saw that happen. I do want to address the fact that 
so many people love this show. Mm-hmm. So many. I mean, people I've never seen talk about wrestling before. And were, I love that. Right. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Yeah. I love to see so many women talking about wrestling, being interested in wrestling. A bunch of friends who've never talked to me about going to Raw suddenly went to Raw this Monday. I think it was yesterday. I don't know when this is going up. Day before yesterday. Um, but these are also my friends who do improv and who do acting. And I think... What we had here was a show that was more about struggling in Hollywood and mm-hmm. struggling as a young adult trying to make it in a creative profession than it was about struggling to be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. And you could, you know, because you had Ruth who's like going to her scene classes and quoting plays and nobody getting her because she's quirky and weird and she's one of those acting type that I went to college with because I used to be a theater major and that's when I realized I could not be a theater major because I hated all them fuckers. Uh, whereas... I wanted to watch a show that reflected me, mm-hmm. right? You know, at least a little bit. Like, uh, yes, somebody wanting to be a wrestler. Yeah. I mean, I, I and I understand thematically what they were doing with it, but it was to not, like, I think Cherry was one of the few who were super keyed in to it. And Debbie, actually, and Debbie, eventually. That's true. Once and Debbie, once got, Debbie in, got yeah, in. she said, I, you know what? I like wrestling. Yeah. That was more what I wanted. Someone who did it and was like, I love this. I don't yeah. want to stop. I, you know, it, like, and, like, the whole speech about her being more into her body and, the, like, about that sort of empowerment thing right. of it, that was really cool. I wish there was more of that with the other people. And, like, also, like, uh, Cherry and her husband who were just this really great couple, and I really liked them, and I wanted to, like, see more of them. I, I liked all the minor characters more and wanted yeah. to see them more than I wanted Beirut? to see and her grandma who watches wrestling. Yeah. I'm so glad they put that in there. Yeah. There were things that were exciting to see in there. The, the different wrestlers who made cameos, including mm-hmm. some indie wrestlers. Yeah. Um, the the grandma who loves wrestling, because yes. I think a lot of us relate to that. A lot of people have shared that story. Mm-hmm. Um, the the fact that it's a soap opera, mm-hmm. when that really clicks for Debbie. Yeah. You know, those things, it was great to see, but uh, I would I wanted to see more. Yeah. What do you do? Um, uh, you wanted to talk about the lack of balance too. I think. Yeah, there was a ba- like. If you have, I know that you only have so many episodes, right? But you have this ensemble cast of actors who are doing really great work, who you may not have been a- known that could do that kind of acting. Like Tammy is played by the. Uh, you might recognize her as Awesome Kong. Did you know that was? Did awesome you Kong? recognize her? Did because recognize I her? did not. I did not recognize her. You throw that wig, that eighties wig on her, and suddenly it's person. a mom, and not. Yeah. But I noticed how good she got into the ring. I yeah. said out loud, "I was like, that woman can really move. Like she moves like she's a wrestler." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Aaron pulled, Cap pulled it up, and was like, "That's awesome, Kong." And I was like, "Shut up! No, it's not." Yeah. <laughs> it's all that makeup and business. Yeah, uh, you might know her as Karma. Yes, yeah, well, that was her Karma, name in, yeah. in WWE. Um, so, so I wanted to see more of Tammy's character, which. They mentioned that she had a son and then did not bring it up again. Um, Cherry got more play. Uh, I was expecting her to get faded in the background a little bit more than she did, so that's nice. But, you know, there's... There I just there were things they kind of... Nice, and I wanted to see more of it. That's right. interesting. She was kind of just the slightly untouchable... Because, like, they brought up the miscarriage thing, right? And then they, they kind of just let it. Yeah. Never brought it up again. There And there was no, like, vengeance for her. Here's the thing about wrestling. One of the things about wrestling that makes it so great is comeuppance. Mm-hmm. You build and you build and you build, and then there is a comeuppance of mm-hmm. some sort. And a lot of this show was build without comeuppance. And when he calls it the baby goof, and when that other girl gets away with doing that thing with the ketchup bottle, there should have eventually been a comeuppance for Cherry. And if that was that at the very, very, very end, she got 
you know, the role that she mm-hmm. did, then that should have been an unequivocal, yes, I'm doing this, versus what they had it yeah. be. Because, again, we are we are missing that point where, because obviously there was a point that Melrose and Cherry got cool. But where was it? Right. She put her to sleep, which is cool. That's something that actually happened with, mm-hmm. um, I can never remember his first name, one of the Guerreros. Uh, was it Mongol? Manny? Oh, God. This makes me sound terrible. But the Guerrero family, uh, somebody from the Guerrero family is who originally, oh, yeah, they just popping off fireworks. So you're going to hear that in the background. Welcome to Los Angeles. Uh, and the girls were messing around, and so he had to put one of them in a sleeper hold. Mm-hmm. And so they did that, and they had Cherry do the sleeper hold. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards, Melrose wasn't like, oh, I have been taught my lesson. She no. was like, I'm going to assume. And then there was She's still no. Worse than usual. There was no. And then she did that whole thing. Yeah. So it wasn't a comeuppance. And no, it was weird. Not at all. It was very, yeah. I, and I, I, it, was it too realistic? Is that the problem? Was it too grounded? I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. Because so much of it was just like, oh, there, in real life, there are no good people. And in real life, there are no... Sometimes you just don't know the answer. Why did she cheat with her best friend's husband? You, you never really get an answer, right? So I get the idea of wanting to be realistic. Was this the show to yeah, do that with? I don't know. Like, if you just gave me a character study that was set in the 80s without the wrestling background, I probably would have enjoyed it more. Like, it was like, if you, like, Melrose placed it and put them all in a freaking apartment complex or something, like, if you would have figured out any other way to connect them other than wrestling, would I have liked it better? Maybe. I, I, again, it's that balance and the expectations that I had going into it. And I think if I had known more that was like, okay, this is a character study that has increasingly more wrestling as it goes on, then I probably would have had a different expectation and maybe would have liked it a lot better. I probably wouldn't watch it. Again, the ads, the commercials, everything made me think I was going to get basically the superhero show version, but for wrestlers, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it was going to have some drama and fighting. It was going to have fighting. It was going to have training. And and I don't really care about so-and-so sleeping with so-and-so or, um, I don't know, the pizza boy and the angst of being a teenage punk back in the day, like, yeah, you know, make that the dressing of the fights, and then I'm there, like, with wrestling, but otherwise, this is not the type of television that I choose to watch normally, right? Like, I don't normally choose to watch a show that's just about people. Yeah, just dramas with no, like, dragons and magic. Right, thank you. I like dragons and magic, outer space, Mm -hmm. those are things I like, so... I, I was really hoping for more wrestling here. And one last thing that we felt could have been more balanced is the titties. Let's talk about nudity. There is nudity in this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the very first episode is nudity in which the Ruth takes off her shirt and boom, titties. Now, it's really funny. So Cap was watching this with me. And he's a really big fan of her from Community. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, I've always wanted to see her naked, but not like this. And he was yeah. like, you know, she had to lose all this weight for this role. And... It just seemed like, why did they do that? Why did they make her take her shirt off there? So it was really interesting that that was his his viewpoint from watching it was, mm-hmm. I don't feel like that was necessary. Now, you had another viewpoint. Um, I, yeah, I, it also kind of wasn't necessary, but I feel like what they were doing was, again, we go back to that realism and the all cap, the, the, the capital letter, real people doing real stuff, TM. Um, it's a thing that a lot of dramas do where they use something that you don't necessarily see in movies that real people do, like getting changed in a gym. Um, and so, yeah, she's changing her shirt because that's what you do after you work out. You change your clothes because you're sweaty and you're gross. And so there was, I think, part of what Cap was responding to was the lack of male gaze to that scene. 
it was just like, hey, she's just taking off her top and changing because that's what you do. There was no titillation uh to it at all. (laughs) There was no, like, it was just her being a normal person doing stuff. Even if there's a sex scene later, and, you know. I guess for me, that's not... My been my experience ever in my life have I been in a gym room and, and seen a girl take her top off and show her titties. Never. I've even seen it. even in PE class, I remember all the girls would turn face face away and do their shit or mm-hmm. like go into uh, one of the rooms. I don't like get topless in a thing. The one time it happened around me was a lady trying to titillate me. So maybe it was just because it's not in my experience. Yeah. It seemed weird to me. I was just like, oh, your friend just said that you're not brave enough to take off your shirt, but instead of turning towards her and being like, mm, yeah. and taking off your shirt, or being, or having the friend look and be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, there was no, again, There payoff. was a disconnect there. Yes. But, so it was the real people doing real stuff, TM. And then there was also, I feel like a, I don't know if I want to say it was as strong as a statement, but it was a conscious effort to be like, to, to, because it's about women doing a thing that women aren't supposed to do, um, it was specifically a statement of non-sexualized female nudity. So I think it was kind of a combo of that because, again, most of these directors are women. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, and I don't know whether that was Alison Bree's choice to do that. I don't know whether that was a director's note. I don't know where that originated from, but it feels like it had a, a vague, a, a subconscious purpose, if not an overt one. Because even like, you know, because I, I mentioned before, there's a sex scene later on in So Alison Brie's Naked in that thing too. Mm-hmm. But even that sex scene wasn't particularly sexualized. I loved it. It yeah. was just her humping a dude with a small to medium dick. You could tell by the way her hips were moving. Look, I'm demonstrating for you. And then shushing him. Shush. Yes, yes. Shush. Why are you talking? I'm trying to have an orgasm. But again, so relatable. That is a real people doing real stuff, TM. But to me, that told a story. Yes, absolutely. It was the story of this is for her. Yes. She doesn't like find him dreadfully like, oh, I need you. It wasn't about him at all. It was about she needed something. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's get her rocks a, off. <laughs> a, a tale of two titties, if you will. <laughs> Because uh, I want to give an example of how yeah. I th- uh, a scene where I thought this was done better. Yes. Um, the tampon scene. Mm-hmm. In uh, one of the episodes going now, we'll talk about it more, but there's a scene where it's all the women in the locker room, and they're, like, waving around tampons, and uh, Beirut is nervous about everyone getting toxic shock syndrome, which is a thing I, too, fear in mm-hmm. my life. I am diligent about taking them tampons out on time because I don't want to die that way. Anyway... Um, so it was like this kind of talk, like, ha period. And it could have been one of those, ha we're women, so we're talking about blood, like, you know, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it could have, it could have not mattered. It could have just mm-hmm. been a thing to be like, girls! Throw away. Right. Yeah. But instead, that scene set up the fact that, oh shit, Ruth is not on her period right now. Fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think yeah. that's, if you're gonna do something like weird or different or real people doing real things, I just want to see a payoff. Again, like I said, yeah. the taking a top off, her friend being like, all right, fuck it, I was wrong. Um, riding the dick had a bit more of a payoff because yeah. it was like... There's a, there's a purpose. And, and again, a clear, there's a clear motivation. There's a clear behavior during it. And there's a clear... You know, I do get mad at sex scenes where the woman keeps her bra on during sex because I'm like, the bra is the most uncomfortable clothing item we all own. Not Any excuse to take a bra is usually immediately enacted. <laughs> like, yeah, let me out. I'm more likely to wear a shirt and not a bra than to just be like, I'm real sexy riding this with a bra on. So, 
I appreciated that. Anyway, we got off track. Now we're we going to talk a little more about each episode, just super briefly, some thoughts and some things we think they did well or could have done better. And we're going to start off with the appropriately named Pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it set up things fine. I, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything specific that stood out for me. I like, I think the favorite part, which most people's favorite part is, is when there's the confrontation. Uh, between Debbie and Ruth? Between Debbie and Ruth. And uh, Tammy goes and be like, you want me to hold that baby? And I was like, because she knew what was going on. She's like, oh, let me hold this baby. See? Want me to hold him while you beat her skinny ass? That's essentially what she was saying. Yes. I loved that moment. That was good. Because um, it was kind of real, too. Because like I'd be like, oh, oh, this is... Let me just take this baby out of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love that she came with the baby, too. Yeah. Like, she knew she wanted to choke a bitch out, but also... What's she gonna do with the baby? She's a responsible mother. She was like, gotta take. She was like Bomo showing up at the battlefield mm-hmm. with with baby trunks. With baby trunks. Like somebody hold baby trunks. Hold baby trunks while I slap the fire out of you. Um, I liked how that was built. Yes. You know, first the guy, she's like, go back to your your family, and then the keychain moment, the talks about how they don't hang out as much anymore, mm-hmm. and then ending with her being like, you fucking bitch. I liked that payoff. I liked the lead up. Was good. Yes. Um, apparently, what happened in the audition was uh, accurate to true life. Hmm. They say that uh, the guy was like, "We're about to make a pro wrestling show," and a third of the women got up and left. Um, that was interesting. Yeah. I I would have liked to s- just still see more. Like, actually, I know we can't reveal the secrets of wrestling, right? But like, you could pick one move and reveal that move. Clothesline. Let me teach you how to properly do a clothesline. Even if it wasn't the wrestling aspects of it, the physical training stuff, because there's parts where they're doing, um, you know, uh, crunches with medicine balls. Mm-hmm. Like, just the the stuff that you have to do to train your body to be able to do that stuff is interesting also. Squats? Squats? Squats them squats, squats. on squats. Uh, on squats. <laughs> Sorry, I'm training right now for anyone who doesn't normally watch our show. And we do 300 squats every day and uh, 200 push-ups. And we run a mile... And it's just a lot, you know? So, yeah, like you said, showing more of that. Give me a little montage. Mm-hmm. It's cool. a montage. And what's montage. more 80s in a montage? Nothing. Nothing in existence. Uh, this is also the episode where we got to see each little weirdo. Yes. And already get excited. So that, you know, it all worked out. Mm-hmm. I think for what it was, the pilot was good. It was still very, like, active. Like, the scene where she goes into the bathroom to talk to her agent, I literally walked out of the room and told Aaron to tell me when it was done. Because I yeah. got so embarrassed. Oh, yeah, that's another thing that I... Uh, so cringy. I think that's another reason why I have a problem watching it. I have a problem with things that are based in embarrassment yes. because I feel too much sympathy too. for the people. Mm-hmm. So even, like, in Back to the Future, where he starts, like... like Wiling out during, you know, the Johnny Be Good at the prom. I, I'm always like, oh. Yeah. No, I'm exactly, I didn't even yeah. know we had that in common. I'm the exact same way. It's one of the, I actually don't like romantic comedies. Yeah. Because. Embarrassment. Things, right. Yeah. I get so embarrassed. I get embarrassed mm-hmm. watching someone else get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. It's like, it hurts. It's like, I feel it. Yes. I feel it all up in here. Yes. And so, uh, when she was in the bathroom, like, I'm going to sneak out of here and confront this woman in the bathroom, I had to leave the room. I, I found out what happened, but I couldn't, I couldn't watch it. I was like, I'm so upset. That was Why would you do this? One of the less cringy parts. I know, like later too. on through the show, like, there oh, was no, it gets worse. way worse stuff. Way, yeah. more, way more cringy. I don't like cringe. Uh, you know, I think there's other ways to do what, what they're trying to do. Again, if you're so just much. tuning in, lots of fireworks because Los it's Angeles. fireworks season in yeah. Los Angeles. It is. It's like a whole month and a half. It's a season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
the second episode, Slouch Submit. And it was basically about um, the fact that Ruth needed to... Well, that was the line that Sheila, the mm-hmm. wolf, mm-hmm. said to Ruth because Debbie is the alpha mm-hmm. of the wolf pack. Yep. Didn't work too well. Uh, so this is the episode in which uh, Cherry had to deal with a miscarriage prank from Melrose. Just, I was waiting for her to throw his hands. I know that she established dom- dominance by, like, you know, choking her out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it and it did go down as fast as it usually does, by the way. Like, getting, like actually choking somebody out, if you do it right, it's like four seconds. Um, don't ask me how I know this. Uh, I've never done it. And I've never received it, but I've witnessed it. Um, so, yeah, so that was kind of good. But, again, like, she she was a jerk enough where she should have caught a few hands. Maybe right. not all the hands, but, like, two, three hands. Comeuppance was needed. Yes. We needed some sort of resolution to Cherry not getting what she wanted or deserved. Yeah, because I mean, it was, and it was also, it was, she had the verbal dressing down of her basically being like, you drive that limo because you want people to think you're interesting and da-da-da-da-da, and totally just, like, exposing her, essentially, life. Um, and that was vaguely satisfying, but it still wasn't enough because that that's terrible. What you usually it's want so after terrible. that is for Melrose to do something like, oh, here, Cherry, and, like, give her something that she dropped. Or, you know, like, there's usually something done afterwards to show that the lesson stuck and now I'm going to be better. Yeah. But it's real life shit, so nobody's really better and people are still terrible. Okay, but for a show, I do. I want a little bit of payoff. Just in wrestling, it. there would have been payoff in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this was also the episode where Sam spent a bunch of time trying to convince Debbie to come be on the show. Yeah. Uh, the next episode was Wrath of Kuntar. Kuntar, not Kuntar. 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 It's very important that you know that it's Kuntar. Kuntar. Uh, yeah, that was episode three. They uh, basically this is where we meet the car- uh, Bash, who Bash. is short for Sebastian. I love that. Yes. Uh, who is the uh, bankroller of this mm-hmm. whole uh, situation. And uh, Sam had written this this whole elaborate script for the series. Which sounded kind of intriguing. Like, was, shitty. Yeah, because it was written by a man and it was a little sexist, but also kind of intriguing. Yeah, like, it's like, there's, they, they, it was set up as these women wrestle each other with the winner being able to win a night with, like, the only man left. In the yeah, right. it, was a, it was a whole. It like, would have been an eighties movie that I would have really enjoyed. Yeah, I probably would have watched it. Not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, back in the like back in the day when we couldn't be choosy, we didn't get Wonder Woman movies. Yes, I would have watched this just for the badass women yeah. moments. Yeah, you would cringe at the parts, but then you'd be like, oh, but they're fighting. But they're fighting, and they get to look cool. Yes. Uh, so Bash comes in. He's like, this is uh, not what I wanted. Nope. Let's go have a party with a drug robot. Yes, as a robot with drugs. Hola, uh, and then. So there was drugs done, there was this argument, and he he did something that really made me laugh, which is he opened a costume closet for them. Yes. And they're all squealing. And, you know, people think that crazy feminist ladies like myself are, like, anti-feminine things. But, like, I gotta tell you, my heart also goes pitter-patter when I see a goddamn costume closet open mm-hmm. up. Like, bitches love costumes! <laughs> more we, exciting we than like anything else. sparkly dress-up accoutrement. We like, accoutrement. We like fake furs. That fur coat, yeah. We like... We the, like the space helmet. The space helmets. We like we like the horned helmets. Mm-hmm. Just, all, just all of it. Can we costumes? Bitches love costumes. We do love, fun yeah. fact. So that was really cool. I loved the moments in the show when we got to see the girls have fun. Yeah, I think so. Like, it's, there's, it's so serious so much. Mm-hmm. 
that, like, uh, you know, it, just being able to see that, again, the bonding, we, were, yes. we kind of mentioned that before, like female bonding is a thing that we don't get to see as much as I would like, mm-hmm. especially in big groups. Like one-on-one, we kind of get there a lot, but like not like 12 women right. just like bonding and being, even if they're not like super close, like, you know, like being like tight with each other, even if they're not friends, right. you know? Yes. And that... It just, it felt good to see. Okay. And so this was a show, the episode, where we saw them start to develop their character and finally get a direction for the show, mm-hmm. uh, which then became a theme for the whole rest of the show as the women developed their characters. Um, so in the next episode, Dusty Spur mm-hmm. is when um, Bash and Sam Sylvia go off and do a bunch of drugs and decide that the women should all live together in a hotel. Mm-hmm. Again, this also happened in real life, maybe without the drugs, but all the women were moved into the Riviera Hotel mm-hmm. In Vegas, they were giving given strict rules, just like this. Mm-hmm. Curfew, you know, don't go out being crazy and doing stuff. They were, except there were actually fines that they had to pay if they messed up. Versus in the show, they're not wrestling yet, so the they just get in trouble. They yeah. don't have to pay fines. Uh, Ruth is moved in with Sheila the wolf, and mm-hmm. we have to deal... Most of this episode focused on Sheila trying to explain that she is a wolf and it's not a costume, yeah. I think. Yeah, it's her, her spirit. This is what she feels she is. Again, this was one of those things that felt unnecessary to me. I run into this a lot in this series. Uh, I think the audience really got a sense already that that was what was going on. And I don't think Ruth was made better for the conversation. No, I think there's a lot of moments in which Ruth could grow and you don't see that actually happening. So it's almost... and like. And we also don't know exactly how much time has gone past at this point either. That's kind of a weird thing. So this could have been like months or weeks. We don't know. Um, and so in that moment, they had they had like a bonding moment, you know, you know, but it wasn't. But they didn't really because then the wolf lady kicked her the fuck out and she slept in the pool. Yep. Like, it, you know, like it was. It's, it's a weird situation. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. Yeah. And again, I understand if you're going to be all realistic that, you know, fast friendships don't necessarily happen, though that's not true, because it does happen. We immediately, first day, yeah. my people, my people. My people. And that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, Debbie also ends up at this hotel. She doesn't have to stay there because she's a star, but that bitch-ass home mark shows back up in her house and says, this is my house and I pay for it, so I'm living here again. Mm-hmm. How? Maybe you should have thought about that before you decided to be a home wrecker. They keep calling Ruth the home wrecker. You know who the home wrecker is? The man had cheated on his wife. He Also, he could have cheated with anybody. And instead he chose to ruin a yeah. friendship. Yep. Like, that to me is, is such a specific thing that we never got. I mean, you do get to see him be outed as being vaguely selfish and uh, sort of uh, sabotage um, at the end. But, like, yeah, like, what dude goes after your best friend? Yeah, especially dude, like, he's, like Sam later said, looking like a cabbage patch. Uh, you know, like, it, it, just a lot about that was really weird. And then even, like, they had this, like, eventually, I don't know if it happens in this, no, no, it doesn't happen no. in this episode, so I'm gonna save it. Remind yeah. me to talk about the dinner, because yes. that also made me bad. Yeah. But anyway, so he comes back, says it's my house, and she strong woman's the fuck out of there mm-hmm. and goes and stays in a motel. Uh, also, an interesting note during this episode, this is the episode where, uh, Machu Picchu, I believe her name is Carmen, yep. it's hard to remember everybody's name, uh, her dad who is the world-famous wrestling superstar, Mm -hmm. uh, I believe Goliath Jackson was the name? I believe so, yes. Uh, Comes in and's like, baby girl, get the fuck out of this ring. 
And the reasoning is that women's wrestling is like midget acts. That's literally a quote. Mm -hmm. Uh, And no one will respect you. You need to find a husband and have a better life. This is something that was said to women in both levels, right? So on the one hand, yes, women's wrestling was treated this way Mm -hmm. for a long time. Partially because of a woman. We can get into that sometime. Um, But women wrestlers weren't really respected as true athletes. But number two, what he says about wanting a better life for you is... Uh, there are a lot of wrestlers who had this conversation with their daughters. Mm -hmm. And as you can see from the current generation of women wrestlers, a lot of those daughters said, no, fuck you, I'm going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. But they're still like, Triple H and Stephanie straight up are like, we really hope our daughters don't want to wrestle. You know, this is a thing when when you're a wrestler, and it's not necessarily because of sexism that you're more willing to let the guys wrestle or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, From the parents, I think it's a societal sexism in that you, boys are going to have these tough lives no matter what is, I guess, the concept. But women, you you want to kind of try and protect them from these terrible things. And it's kind of a weird idea that yeah. you'd be more okay with your... Like, you should kind of care about your son and not want him to wrestle, too. Yeah, I mean, especially during that this time period of the 80s when safety precautions were a lot iffier and there was, you know, a lot of self-medication to deal with your yeah. issues. Yeah, people would straight up die from stuff that they would do because mm-hmm. it was like oh well this nobody taped down this mat right here so he so he just like hit the pavement and is you know like it's it's and if you guys think this sort of stuff didn't happen to the women of glow go back and watch that documentary i saw a woman's whole elbow just leave um and they had to pick her tendon up off the floor mm-hmm. so yeah i really could have done without being shown that yeah that many times yeah. but hey yeah. uh wrestling, wrestling so what you gonna do? yeah they were apparently their ring wasn't even set up properly it's the whole thing mm-hmm. uh but anyway so um to try and prevent this bash runs out with carmen and makes out with her and because he's like i understand how families are shitty yeah and then Goliath Jackson is all like, you need to learn to sell, walk, but relents. And yes. let, cause she's like, do you want me to leave like mom did? And you're like, oh, there's oh. a backstory there. We're never going to get to nope. it cause this show is about Debbie and Ruth yep. and Sam, but okay, there's something there. Uh, and that's when we kind of see a, the first start of the bond between Bash and Carmen, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, I did too. I, I thought they, they worked really well together. Um, and I think that she's kind of the only one that he not cares about but like has like 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 a connection he has deeper feelings for than just like hey you know we're buddies it makes me wonder if uh because i think she's based on mount fiji to me uh and there's a part of me that wonders if this is an homage to mount fiji's feelings for the director Mm. and if they're like we you know if this is some sort of if the connection eventually becomes romantic or something if this is like for mount fiji Maybe. There is a... That'd be nice. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. Episode five. Oh, right when the firework goes off. Debbie does something. You know what Debbie does? She goes to see a wrestling show. She does. She goes to see a wrestling show. And uh, in this moment, she has an epiphany that wrestling is a soap. Mm -hmm. And it is. It is. Absolutely. There's betrayal. There's... Uh, surprises. There's people being in secret comas and waking up with different faces. Not quite. Mm-hmm. And but maybe. Yes. But maybe. Yeah. Uh, it, There's always like a you know a mask reveal when it's somebody underneath. I that. love what he's saying. He's just saying. <laughs> Sorry, it's that joke if you actually watched wrestling. Um. So, I loved that it wasn't just oh wrestling is a soap. It was wrestling is a soap, and I know this. Yes. I know this in my blood. Yes. I was born to soap. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey Ryan made a lovely cameo as well. 
and um, uh, Alex Riley. Yeah, I don't remember that guy for the WWE. My bad. He's, He's from the WWE. Yeah, he was, he was from there. Yeah. I, I didn't really know him. Um, I like that there was an empowering sex scene, mm-hmm. followed by the immediate, uh, instead of regret for like, oh, I wish I didn't have that random sex, was more like, isn't it funny how like if you have sex without feeling, sometimes it's just blah? Yeah, it was kind of like, she's like, I, you know, I haven't had, I've always thought about all the sex I could have if I wasn't with, wasn't with my husband, and now that I finally had it, I don't know how to feel about it, which is some real people shit. And you know what else I like? Real people shit. Talking about the stinging pee afterwards. No one ever talks about it. These women will have crazy sex and they wake up and go about their day without being like, when I pee, this is going to be the worst moment of my life today. <laughs> it stings. Anyway. Uh, and then it was also just a nice moment between... Um, Debbie and Cherry. Debbie and Cherry, yeah. Because yeah. we got to see them interact. Mm-hmm. Again, I could use way more of these moments between the women yeah. and them having these discussions and interactions. And, it, and preceding that was a lovely moment between Cherry and her husband. And I really like them. Again, must say, I like them. Yes. They were They're a good. pleasant spot. When he showed up as the ref, I was yeah. like, yes! Mm-hmm. He's so good. Yeah. Um, what else happened in this episode? Uh, the patio uh, oh, yes. store thing. Yeah. Now, this was weird. So, Sam... For some reason, chose to take along uh, Ruth, mm-hmm. and he also took his his main his main chick Rhonda, the British one, and they went to go visit the guy they wanted to sponsor the show, Patio Guy. Mm-hmm. I don't remember his name. Now Patio Guy was like, Psh, I can't advertise in your show. A bunch of women wrestlers. Do you see the people who come here? It's women. They want to do this. They want to do that. And Sam's all like, Look at all these men sitting here bored. Rhonda, do the thing. And I'm not joking. Rhonda just does this. Yeah, she, ta- yeah, she takes her jacket down, wearing her little wrestling outfit. Wiggles a little. Uh, eh, eh, okay. Yeah. And then the patio guy nods. And the next thing we know, she's standing next to him while he's about to do the ribbon cutting. Okay, that... What? I mean, like... I guess, yeah, okay. But also, uh... Then, to make it even more confusing... Ruth, in a trench coat, comes out of nowhere, pretending to be a Soviet Russian, doing that whole, in Soviet Russia, patio, eat you, or whatever. We and wait in long lines, and how dare you have all these, these uh, checkout count, you know, counters, and right. choices of 26 chairs. I'm like, what are you... What? So the idea here is she's saying, look how great this patio place is, and she gets the crowd on their side. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. Yeah. But the, in, the action of it is just pretty strange, because it just peters out. It just ends. Like, I was really expecting them, Rhonda, to step up and be like, how dare you? This is patio town, and I'll yeah. defend its honor, and then, like, knock her out. That would have been, like, a conclusion. But instead, it was just the main guy awkwardly laughing. He's like, oh, okay, let's open this. And that was basically... It, it did, yeah, it was just so strange. It was it, really strange. Yeah, it was a it, weirdly... It almost felt like they left off up, like, at the very end, the printer cut out, and they missed the, re- the rest of the scene. Yeah. It's like, okay, let's wrap it. But hey, it worked. They got a sponsor. Congrats, yes. everyone. Woo, sponsor. Uh, next episode six. This is one of those moments. Oh, this was my least favorite episode. Yeah, the struggle. So Gregory, who is a deer, is the guy who runs the motel. Who thinks they're all escorts. Which is a fair assumption, right? I mean, mid-80s, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's basically the funny Russian stereotype that, um, Ruth is making fun of. Well, she is, like, I'm gonna learn how to be a Russian authentically. The, oh, we should preface this by saying that, 
uh, she was rejected that uh, morning. That's right. This is important. Yes. Uh, so Debbie, Debbie was like, "I need a heal." Yeah, she needs a heal, and so super early, and Sam brings her in to because she's Liberty Bell, the American hero, which she steals by the way from someone else, who is an actual Olympian. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an important thing to see because Debbie's not that likable either. Um, but then because it's Ruth, she doesn't want to do it. Right. And so and now Ruth has the rest of the day to do what? To do whatever she wants. And yeah. so what she wants to do is go hang out with Gregory at um, some Russian Jewish Orthodox celebration involving a circumcision. Anyway, real quick though, we did forget to mention that the main point of um, Debbie sleeping with somebody in the previous episode was for her not just to learn that it's a soap. But for her to learn that a good heel makes a good face. Yes. This is true in actual wrestling. Mm-hmm. The only reason you like a face is because of the heels that they deal with. Very true. Uh, so that's, you know, that was a great point that they made and something that... Um, and showmanship as well. Yes. Because in this, this the, the maid got his, his name is Steel Horse and he rides in on a motorcycle. Yes. So it's like a whole thing. Showmanship, she learns about the heels face, she learns about the soap part. She also learns that you don't have to be friends Mm-hmm. to make it work. Yes. That's also said. Uh, which is also true in wrestling. Although if you are friends, you put on some great matches like like uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, so anyway, she goes to a Russian party. And meanwhile, back at the gym, Debbie is trying everybody on for sizes, various heels that she can work with. Um, this is... I didn't feel that this was necessary in any way, shape, or form. It was... It, it, I didn't... Well, I don't want to call it a throwaway episode, but it feels kind of like a throwaway episode. Because it, you could have done a lot of what they were doing in much less time. Yes. But instead, we got a whole right, episode we, of it. We got a whole episode of her at a party not learning from her mistakes, mm-hmm. being uh, cruel to everybody around her, impersonating people. The Russian people are not amused until the very end when she sings a song from Yendel. Again, this is a reference to those theater nerds. Because I've never... What is... Yentl? Yentl. Yentl? I've never seen it, never heard of it. I don't know nothing about no Barbara Streisand. Okay, I'm from this generation. And so this was some joke that went completely over my head, I guess. Because I... What? I could figure it out, right? This must be a play about Jewish people being sad. Uh, Barbara Streisand sang in it? Yeah, she was... It was a character that she had to be in drag for a little bit and pretend she was a dude for a while. If I'm remembering correctly, I also have not seen Yentl. I'm just saying I this was Barbara a deep, just, this was a deep cut joke yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. in a not funny segment. It wasn't funny. It was very cringy. Yeah, it was just embarrassing. Like she didn't do anything that made you like ha ha ha. Like there was so if you if the point was that this was like a funny interlude, and then she cut P.S. to highlight how much she did not learn a lesson. She comes back from that, and her new gimmick is an old Jewish lady saying terrible things. Yeah, heightening her unlikability to new levels. He, the other girls hate her at this point. Not they're not fans. Yeah, like I mean, they're looking at her kind of weird, and they accept that she's there, but it's a uh, tenuous trust. Tenuous. And and that moment when she walks in, you could see like to the point where I actually was like, Rhonda seems so uncomfortable. Is it going to be revealed that she's Jewish or of Russian ancestry? But it turned out that Rhonda was uncomfortable because she feels like Sam is falling in love with Ruth. Save that for another time. Yeah, so this was a, an episode that I felt really fell on its face. Yeah, yeah. Wrestling, a.k.a. going to Jew people party. There's a horse that shoots vodka out. Cool, this is so funny, guys. So funny. And, like, I don't know, 
I don't know if the point was so we could get to know Gregory better, but it also didn't exactly serve that purpose either. And we didn't need to. Be- well, because he spends the whole time beleaguered by Ruth and her yeah. and what he calls her dumb questions. It's like you say you want to do this character study, and you're just asking me these dumb questions. It's apparent, you know, it's this hypocritical, self-serving thing that they're trying to amass, which she again never quite learns until later. There's no, come up, it's again. Just like, just like a poorly booked wrestling match, there was no solution to this conflict. And we, and again, I don't think we needed any of this to get to know Gregory better. His little one-liners or silly mm-hmm. things he says told me everything I needed to know about Gregory. It's true. Uh, my lady friend, she says I don't do the mouth pleasure enough. Got it. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get who Gregory is. Anyway, moving on from this terrible-ass episode to episode 7, live studio audience. I appreciated this show. Uh, this this particular episode because it's the live show portion of it. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time that they're going to do a match in front of a live audience. Yes. Uh, so um, lots of stuff happened. This was probably stuff. my second favorite episode. Yeah. Um, we find out that when when Machu Picchu tries their debut, she has a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Can't do it. Bash goes out to try and help her, which again we're seeing that connection with her and Bash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Bash admits that he's out of money. He's been spending way too much. Oh, no. Yeah. Whoops. Uh, one of the best part is that, so Cherry and Tammy are put together as a tag team because they're black. And uh, Cherry's character is Junk Chain. Is Junk it? Chain, yeah. Yeah, which is... Uh, and then... Um, Junk Chain and Welfare Queen. And Welfare Queen. And so they call an audible. Cher- a Cherry leads this calling of an audible. Mm-hmm. So they're supposed to be wrestling... Um, the old the, the old ladies the old biddies the old biddies I think that's what they call the battling biddies the, that, I can't remember what they're called something biddies some biddies so you know this is basically a playoff of the housewives from the original glow which mm-hmm. is basically the exact same shtick to a degree yes um and so they make call an audible so that they come out dressed like clan members so they're in sheets so this is a great example of again what we love about wrestling because this is a point where the audience really gets involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, more so than the other stereotypes, because what wrestling is trying to do, why it sticks to stereotypes and very simple storylines, is because it's you don't need to know this person from Joe down the street. You don't need to know anything about these people, but if you can visually cue them in on what's going on and what's at stake mm-hmm. immediately, you've got your audience. Yeah. So immediately, we hate those fuckers at Ku Klux Klan. We love black exploitation movies. Look at these badass women beating up the evil do. Although nowadays, maybe the audience wouldn't react the same. America. Anyway, we won't get all into it, but I'm just saying this was an example of what really works in wrestling yeah. compared to some of the other stuff they did in the earlier matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was really good. And then um, also leading up to this live match, uh, Ruth and Debbie. So Debbie finally accepts that she should be partnered with Ruth. And then uh, Cherry leads her through some combinations and Debbie gets a little bit like pissy about it because it's not sensational like she's like i went to this one live wrestling thing and you know where's all the great stuff and cherry's like this is stuff that you can actually do so they then with carmen's help go and train with their brothers to put up a whole the lumber jackson the lumber jackson i love the names i know it's so good um <coughs> i so, love this sequence yeah this is what great. i wanted so much more two people trying to figure out how the fuck to train these people who've never wrestled before very quickly mm-hmm. to wrestle. This was what I was expecting. Yeah. While two people who are in a position in which one severely does not trust the other mm-hmm. uh, are learning to do these dangerous things that are very much 
reliant on the other Trust. person, you know. That is something that a lot yeah. of people don't know about wrestling, and I will tell the secret to you. It is about trust. You have to trust the person you are wrestling with. Because if you don't trust them, you get those times where we see somebody kick and they're nowhere near your face and you fly backwards. Mm -hmm. Or you see somebody do a move that barely touches them because the other person pulled back at the last moment. When wrestling looks fake and not well done, it's because somebody doesn't trust the other person. So to make really great wrestling is you have to trust your opponent. Mm -hmm. So I love that they did this. I love that we got to watch that trust develop. And this was an episode where we got a payoff. We got to see them work for something and then achieve it. Yes. If this had been like other episodes, at the very end she would have been like, oh, you know what, I don't feel like jumping at the last second and we would have let them, like right. that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that did kind of happen, but for a completely, for a completely different reason. reason. Yes. Because Debbie's stupid ass husband shows up. And so she walks off. And I hated this. I hated that she got up on the ropes and didn't do it in front of that audience. Mm. Absolutely despised it. I get why they did it. But to me, this again was the example of the stuff that they normally do. Yeah. So I preferred it when she actually did the jump and we got the payoff. Yeah. But this one, oh, here's Mark being an asshole again and serving you divorce papers and ruining your life. Man, am I right? Yeah. And Ron has to save the day with a rap. Yep. That they're all champions of the ring, except that's not the version, that's the real version. It's fine. It was a touching. Close enough. We yeah. got some t some good stuff in this episode. We yeah. got the moment with Bash and Machu Picchu. Mm -hmm. We got you know the everyone in the ring rapping and the the live audience liking the yeah. show. Yeah, they really like pulled it in at the end. So right, and we got we got the Ku Klux scene, and we got Debbie and Ruth actually learning to wrestle. Mm -hmm. And I I got the initial payoff. Yes. Fuck you for taking the second one away from me. Number uh, eight. Yes. We're almost there. Maybe it's all the disco. Maybe it's all the disco. <laughs> Is that a song? No, but I can make it a song. I was just wondering if this was a reference to something and I wasn't getting it. No. A lot of these times... I mean, there was a line that was said in there. So, they're basically... Uh, when Ruth leaves the uh, skating rink, she's like, she's saying, I'm not feeling that well. And then I, I can't remember who says it, but she says, maybe it's all the disco. Completely missed that. Yep. This was another great episode. We got yeah. this... Like, it was a birthday party. Sheila's birthday. And they worked hard to convince her to go roller skating. Mm -hmm. And then the payoff was they all roller skated and had a really great time. Yeah. It was her pack. Did you notice they yes. were all behind her? And then she howls. And I was like, you found your pack of wolves. And then she was so, like, resistant to being on the skates. And then she's just, like, everyone else is trying to go have cake. And she's just skating still, really liking it. And Loving I just liked it. it. Being happy. Being happy. That was wonderful. Bonding. Uh, in the same episode, we had that period scene I talked about earlier, mm -hmm. which had a purpose of revealing, hey, Ruth is not on her period. Oh, shit, she's pregnant with Mark's baby. Mm -hmm. Now, this is some soap opera shit, right? Yeah. Except they didn't do the soap opera thing. Again, this is why I say, like, if it was trying to be a soap opera, it wasn't a good enough soap opera. If this was a soap opera, Debbie would have found out about it, right? Or, like, there would have been more angst or something. But instead, it was just kind of like, well, this is a problem. Let me go handle it. I respect that. I'm mm -hmm. happy that they showed abortion in that light. Yes. But it was also weird to me that the person she called upon to go with her was Sam. Because Sam's... Sam? They're... So... I guess we're it, it was supposed to tell something about Sam. Oh, Sam isn't as bad as you think he is. Sam has actually got something good going on in there. Also, maybe Sam and Ruth are really starting to bond. I don't give a fuck about Sam. Yeah. She can't I, trust any of those women? Well, I think the real purpose, the real thing is she didn't want Debbie to find out. So, yeah. 
So she didn't trust anyone she else. She didn't not to knock trust on her. anyone. Yep. This is what I'm saying. We've got a, a bunch of women in this show, and our main character can't trust any of them. And you can't take Carmen because she's an innocent. We'll ruin her innocence if we take her to the abortion clinic. But you probably could have taken some other people. We could have had an interesting thing between the the, the juxtaposition of a miscarriage and an abortion. Mm-hmm. We could have had that go on. We could have had this Melrose being the like woman who's worldly and has been through a bunch of shit taking mm-hmm. her through it. And that would have been a good turn of, like, we've seen them you know, kind of getting along with her more or her mellowing out a little. So that could have been a good way of showing her being a little and making her a little more real right because we never we haven't we never really got a scene of her being like a real person it was all, always her being like right James Hansy Beirut is a medical student as far as we can tell yeah there were women who this could have been a moment between women mm-hmm. and it was as usual in the show I've found sacrifice for more Sam time I didn't appreciate that uh anything else that was interesting about that oh Rhonda and Sam have a breakup yes um, and Rhonda basically saying that he, she thought it would be fun and he's too paranoid and in his head, which I'm sure a lot of us have had conversations like that. Uh, and then him be like, wait, wait, you actually liked me? Oh, funny thing. I forgot to mention. So the, the, one of the things they said, Rhonda was like, he's going to get me a horse. And oh. it's like, but that was actually a reference to the character that Rhonda is ripping off of, which is Godiva, mm-hmm. who rode in on a horse. Yep. I loved it. Another little joke they made uh, was about Bailey. They were like, what if hugging is your gimmick? So there were cute little, like, inside jokes I mean, and if you look in the the title credits where they have all the neon stuff, like Bailey doing a belly-to-belly, Bailey-to-belly is actually one of the moves that are in the the thing. Mm -hmm. Her ponytail's there and everything. Another joke, there was like, she looks like a farmer's daughter, not a boat farmer's daughter is one one of the the names. So it's cute when they make those little moments. Uh, I think Rhonda and Sam breaking up felt good. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I do have the sneaky suspicion that they did it because they want to set up a Sam and a Ruth thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we forgot to mention um, Justine stealing the camera, I think. Back in episode yes. six. Sorry. Yeah. Justine, who at this time is basically a punk who loves Sam's uh, movies and everything, gets upset because Rhonda is sleeping with him and then retaliates by stealing a camera, something a 19-year-old punk would mm-hmm. do. Stealing a camera and, and putting it in her locker. In Rhonda's and, locker. And framing her, basically. Uh, it didn't work at all. Nope. Because yeah. Sam was like, hey, Rhonda, how'd you film this rap you just showed me? And she's like, oh, with the camera. And he's like, where was the camera? It, it's just like a funny yeah. moment of him just like not giving a shit and being like, "Why was it? Why did you tell me for? I don't know. She found it. In my, I found it in my locker. It was a, she was like, I wanted because I wanted to surprise you with this video. Duh. She's yeah. like, good. Yes. He doesn't have any response. It's just like, hmm. uh, liberal chokehold episode nine. We are almost there. This is when they realize there's no money. Yep. And so they hold a car wash, which is again fun. I love to see the girls having fun and being silly. And then Mark shows up. I don't know if this is the episode where they have dinner. Uh, I think this was the disco episode. Where they had had dinner? Yeah, Debbie, Debbie and, wasn't at the thing. And Mark had dinner, and at some point... And Mark makes a salad. And Debbie calls him out on, like, is this you trying to show how helpless you are without a woman? And he's like, well, I'm a diet. She's like, I've been on a diet since I was 14. And it was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. got your ass. And he, oh, and, and he's recently got uh, started doing therapy. 
because he wants to make the marriage work for reasons. Here, do a therapy hug. Oh, was the seventh episode where uh, Beirut uh, gets stuff thrown at her? No, that is in the finale. It is, yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the, in, during all this, Debbie is going through some stuff where they're trying to back up. Anyway, Bash talks to his mom, who is this fabulously frightening woman. Yes, oh yeah, and this is on the liberal chokehold. Yes. Uh, episode number nine. And so, uh, yeah, she's, she's so she's So intimidating. And they basically crash the party. And lie and say they're a bunch of crack addicts who have been reformed through wrestling. Mm-hmm. And Ruth actually tells her real story, which is that she slept with her friend's husband and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and why she enjoys wrestling. And Bash's mom comes up and she's like, he's always told me he's been in love with wrestling. But you made me understand why someone could love wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I liked this little moment because it that's what... Uh, you know, our goal was I'm Ready to Ramble, the show I used to do that is still going on, and you can watch Tuesdays on Hyper RPG, just I'm not on that biatch, uh, where the idea was to show people why, mm-hmm. not just say, oh, I love wrestling, because some people, they're like, I don't get it, well, it's just people, it's fake, it's this, it's that. There is a reason to love wrestling, and I, I'm happy that they touched on it in this way from a woman you wouldn't expect to understand. They get the funding that they need, and oh, also, Justine follows Sam, and maybe they're finally gonna, like, give this stalker some pity sex, and oh, shit, it's his daughter! Oopsie! Dun, 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 dun! Oh, Stop over twist! Oh, gross. So gross. I just think of his mustache. Filled with cocaine. Just touching her lips, and I feel so disgusted. Cocaine-filled mustache. Filled with cocaine. Okay. Anyway, so uh, she runs away. As yeah, you do. As you do. When your dad yeah. kisses you. Oh, uh, so, and also we should mention that when they found out all the money had to run out, they decided to do a car wash. Uh, and uh, that was interesting. Little segment. Everyone banding together because, oh, so Ruth gives the uh, let's put on a show in the barn kind of rallying speech of, you know, some of the best ensembles I've ever been. We made our own props and da 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 da. So that was the thing. Right. Yeah. So in the finale episode, we they're now trying to put this show together, and they're just scrambling, trying to make it work. Sam is missing because he's busy uh, looking for his daughter, who has disappeared. Well, he also spent a couple of days drinking a lot. I because, feel like that's fair, you know? Yeah, he, he, he uh, uh, weirded himself out, I'm sure. Yeah. Because, um, as you do. If I tried to accidentally make out with my child, I would also go on a three-day Bender. binge. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and I'm not talking to anybody. Nope. Uh, but then eventually he goes and he looks for his daughter. Um, and we find out that Cherry got the role of a lead in a like detective show. Mm-hmm. Which sounded cool. I'd actually like to watch yeah. that show in real life. Um, and then it a lot of things seemed like they were going a certain way. And this is that episode where we got swerved. And a swerve is a term used in wrestling. You can actually watch one of their shows. It's called Swerved for the WWE. But a swerve is when you trick the audience into thinking one thing is going to happen and then another thing happens. Uh, so in this case, the swerve was Sam's not going to show up on time. He eventually showed up and was there. Uh, another swerve was that uh, Debbie was not going to wrestle. She's there with her husband mm-hmm. just to watch, drinking her tequila, which she always drinks. And we were going to have to change the ending and all this stuff. We got the big payoff of everybody getting their matches and them going really well. Although Beirut, as you mentioned, yeah. had that scene. Did not go so well because this was uh, during that whole uh, 
there was a, a hostage situation, mm-hmm. uh, and so she is... Uh, in real life. In real life. In the show. And as, in real and life, in the show, happened. and also in actual real yeah. life. Um, and so she's doing her, her character, which is a Middle Eastern terrorist, because racism. And um, so there is a bunch of very unhappy dudes in the audience who... Uh, spit on her and also throw stuff at her and one of them ends up hitting uh, Rhonda in the head and so she's kind of bleeding so that didn't quite go well and it was uh, just another episode of this show doing that thing where it says hey look at this thing we're not going to do anything with it though so they did that with the welfare queen they did it with you mm-hmm. know a bunch of the miscarriage and they did it with look this racism has consequences and then they kind of just put it, didn't do anything about it um, you know, will in season two, will Beirut eventually quit because it's doing more harm than good? You know, like, I guess those are questions that might get addressed or with this very realistic style might never get addressed. Uh, but I did like that the consequence hurt somebody else. Yes. I like that Agreed. they did that. Yeah. Because it was Rhonda Britannica who got hit by the beer bottle, that the beer can that was thrown at Beirut. Mm. That was pretty significant. Who didn't want to do that gimmick anyway. Right. Yeah. Uh, the one one thing that was kind of weird to me, Cherry got that role, but seemed to be struggling with whether or not to accept it because she'd have to give up Glow. Are you fucking kidding me? You get that TV money. You get that weekly syndicated normally, drama money. I feel like normally when, when this sort of thing happens in a show, you, you're you like, yeah. oh, this is a hard decision. What are they going to do? This is not... None of the people I've talked to feel like this is a hard no. decision. No, they don't, you don't owe them anything. Nobody wants her to stay with nope. Glow. They don't appreciate you. You're nope. not the star. They're iffy. They said they're going to pay you twice as much. We never found out if they actually did. Right. And then, to top it all off, you got, you're going to be a star, a black woman, star of your own show? How is this a question? Yeah, I don't... How? 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 So anyway, the final swerve that happened was... At the very end, there's this different match, and Zoya, the destroyer, wins, defeats everybody, and then Liberty Bell stands up from the crowd and is like, I'm going to stand up for America. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a proud mother. Proud American like, mother. And I like freedom. It was great. It was really good, yeah. So good. They had the match. She finally did the move just like they practiced. She got on the top rope. Yes, not just the second. Not the second. The top, top rope. Huge payoff. Wonderful, and then this show does what the fuck it does best. Sam swerves us again, and Welfare Queen wins it back for reasons that make total sense. Mm-hmm. The money mm-hmm. is in the chase. As the title of the, uh, the episode is also, Money's in the Chase. So, yeah, so it ends basically with them dancing in the ring. Mm-hmm. and Glow, glow, that's the something, something else, yeah. and I don't know the words. And so then the credits kind of roll, and you see this inset of of Sam basically putting the final edit on the episode, which Bash then has to like run down the hallway to get put in. Yeah. Uh, in, so it could actually air. A long 1980s tapes. movie rush through yes. the hallway sequence. Um, and then we, then we then see the ladies at the motel all grouped together to watch the episode. And then it ends. Yeah. So the series as a whole, like I said, I like the last four episodes. Mm-hmm. I think that once you added the wrestling element in, it was good. But for me, not what I wanted out of the show. Uh, but I do want to see a season two, and mm-hmm. I want that season two to be about making a weekly wrestling show. I yeah. want to see wrestling in at least at least one match every episode. And you can very easily juxtapose the drama of the actual like day-to-day life stuff with putting the show on. It's very easy. A lot of other shows have done mm-hmm. it before. Um, so you can't, it doesn't have to be so um, segmented, like just separated and segmented out right. like that. I think other athletic shows have done that, like with football or something mm-hmm. like that. 
Uh, so that's what we both like to see. Yeah. And uh, any other final thoughts that we want to share? Um, you know, I objectively, it is a very well-made show. Subjectively, I would have liked it to be a little bit different. So I, I do recommend you taking a look at it because everybody likes different stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, I definitely want to see other people see it and see what their thoughts are. And for sure, want a second season. I think that if we can get even more shows that have, like, you know, women athletes in the center of them, mm -hmm. that'd be really dope because this is, again, a, a world that we don't get to see very in, into very much and we don't have dramas or comedies or anything really based around them. So, right. Yeah. I mean, like, high level, I would love if this inspired people to make a glow cartoon where they're superheroes. Can you imagine? That would be just the best thing ever. So, uh, so you know, like, like Tamara said, the show wasn't to my taste. doesn't mean it won't be to yours. If you're a real hardcore wrestling fan, you should just know this show is not really about wrestling. Wrestling is kind of a set dressing of uh, a story of some quirky characters. It's their gimmick, if you will. If you love wrestling, please go watch the Glow documentary. It'll make you cry. It's so interesting and intriguing uh, to hear what they had to go through. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you can find them, go watch some old episodes of Glow. They're, they're pretty interesting. You know, they weren't, like... Even the quickness of the moves in the show wasn't really accurate to the yeah. time. You have yeah. to remember the time in which this took place, the fact that these women weren't originally trained wrestlers. But you will still be very impressed with mm -hmm. what they were able to do with all of that. Um, I love seeing that this has inspired so many people. And, I, again, if not a cartoon, I hope we could see a glow revival or people having more interest in WOW Women of Wrestling. Because yeah. that would be awesome. Because you guys should check out Santee because she's amazing. She's so strong and she's good. But she's not like Bailey good where you're like, oh, eventually you're like, oh my god, Bailey, I get it. She's good like, nah, I'm just, I got a headband. You know, it's, it's a different type of good. Anyway, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters and the Instagrams at MisfitsTomorrow. You can find me everywhere as Sarah the Rebel, and you can find this show on Twitter at Women Wrestling F. You can find us. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram, but I don't update it because I don't have the password. If you know how to hack Instagram, please let me know because we need to hack that eventually. And please go check out the Fans Podcast. Thank you for hosting us and sponsoring this show. You guys are awesome.